Welcome to Under the Blanket with your host, Baba Here Love. And here we are in this here now moment. And I'm under the blanket with brand new. <laughs> what up, y'all? That's oddly homoerotic. Not that anything's wrong <laughs> that with that. Sound like that. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, everybody I have on as a guest is under a blanket with me. And I look at it as like I'm in my guru as a blanket and I'm in his heart under his blanket as him because we are the guru. But some people could really take it that way. You know, I'm just like sleeping with all my guests. Well, you know what? If I was dying of hypothermia, there's no one I would rather strip down to my birthday suit and get under a blanket with than you. All right. Thanks for putting that image in my head. Thank you. Really. Thank you. Not. (laughs) You're a lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Anyway, um, so brand new is like a spiritually awakening on the path of awakening, uh, which is what it's called these days. And uh Brand new, how did you come into this awakening path? Did, did you have some sort of experience? Well, I would say <clears throat> one of my first spiritual awakenings was through Christianity. And then I had another spiritual awakening through addiction. Uh, those two kind of went hand in hand. And I kind of rode my Christian spiritual awakening through addiction for a good decade or so. And that was working out just fine and dandy, you know, going to church every Sunday and saying the prayers and doing all the stuff. Um, And then I don't know. It just it didn't really work. It was like, well, no matter what you do, you know, you're a sinner, even though Jesus died for your sins and you're washed completely clean, uh, you still have this sin and you still need him. So he, his death did cover all your sins, but not yet because he's coming back and it's happening later. And I just I couldn't really I don't know, man, like it didn't really work. And then I got prescribed a book by a doctor friend of mine. And he said, I have to read this book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And, you know, it talked about how the present moment is the only moment that ever really exists and how past and future are, you know, illusions of the mind. And that really resonated with me. And that gave me a framework and a lens and a paradigm that opened up a door, a dimension for me that turned a key that opened up a lock that allowed me to step into the truth of who I really am, why I'm really here and my place in the world and my place in the universe. So I doubt that this is my last spiritual awakening. It wasn't my first. This has been the most powerful thus far because it's affected me on a personal uh, a gl- like a global, uh, a planetary, an intergalactic, and an interdimensional, uh, you know, paradigm shift. So this spiritual awakening has been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like spiritual awakening, it gets us to new levels of peace and calmness. There are, uh, there is what is called the dark night of the soul, though, 
with the spiritual path as well. It's when we've been working on ourselves and we feel very high, very pure. And then our ego that hasn't completely dissolved yet comes up and we start really getting obsessed with the future and the past. We get out of the moment and um, it doesn't be here now. The higher you go, the harder you fall because the higher with a high becomes a low and the here now is beyond high and low. So uh, could you address the tricky part of the spiritual path or are you just skating along free as a bird, just laughing at everything? <laughs> well, you know, there's been a lot of weight in that department because I do feel that that is part of my calling. Um, the, the realization that the now is the only moment that really exists has kind of given me a lens that I read the Bible with. And, you know, I spent a long time reading the Bible and Bible studying. And now the Bible actually makes sense to me because when I see any talk of God or any talk of Jesus or any talk of Christ, I, I just, I put in, you know, the present moment. I believe Jesus is the physical personification of the, you know, invis you can't personify the present moment. It's not a person, but the now, the the absolute 100% conscious awareness of what's actually happening now with zero tarnishment of past or future, just Christ consciousness here now. And that's opened up the Bible to me in a way where it has power and it's changed my life and it's changing lives of people around me. And that doesn't fit into the current paradigm of my church, oddly enough. A lot of churches that I've been to have an idea that heaven is later and that there's a person that is coming later to save us. And the gospel that I've woken up to says that, you know, I am that I am. I'm here now. I'm conscious awareness in this present moment. And through that awareness, heaven is anchored on earth. And I've woken up to new heaven on new earth. And I say this kind of stuff in church. And a lot of people think that heaven is coming later. And that there's going to be a person that's going to come and help them get there. And I was one of those people for a long time. And I still felt um, very powerless over any real change in my life. And waking up to who I really am, that I am my highest self. And I am one with the highest self of all things, not just people, every person, but like the trees and the plants and the inanimate objects and the fabric. Like there's only one substance. There's nothing other than me. So I'm not afraid of evil. Like when you find your I am light, darkness disappears because it's all light. And that's what I found. Um, and I say things like that in church because we have a very open dialogue in our church. I'm blessed to be part of a church family where discussion is valued and like even the church leaders don't really have a, a framework for that paradigm. Like everybody wants to go to heaven, but not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, a lot of the, the interpretations in uh, 
you know, fundamentalist Christianity, but also liberal and progressive. You know, a lot of Christianity seems dominated by future tripping. You know, maybe not the Quakers and some New Age Christians and this, that, and the other thing. It's nice that you see the Bible through that lens. Um, I, I Maybe we could uh, talk about a Bible passage that elaborates on that. Uh, I would like to pick one first. Uh, my favorite go-to Bible passage is Luke 17, 21, where it says, The kingdom of God is within you. So basically what you just said, uh, it's saying it's within you. Basically it is you, you know, it's within you. That means it's you, you know, it just, there's a light, there's a, you have to go to the higher self of the higher you, and then you find the kingdom. So it's within you, you know, that kind of thing. So, so you know that, and I'm glad you're living in that. I feel that right now. I feel that right now. I do. Yes, but I do fall and forget, but that's not me who falls and forgets. That's, that's ego. So, what I, so that's my uh, Luke seventeen twenty one. The kingdom of God is within you. Now maybe you could uh, offhand remember some Bible verse or a gist of it that illustrates how you sh- and maybe interpret it through the lens. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so Matthew four seventeen, it says, "Repent." For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, repent means to change your thinking. It literally means like to turn from something, like to change your thinking. So repent, change your thinking, right? Um, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. People thought that that meant that it was really, really close. And that's how it's interpreted (laughs) a lot. The kingdom of heaven, it's, it's within reach. It's... It's almost we're almost there. Right. But when you when you look at at hand and you think about all the different translations that the Bible's gone through throughout time, like it's not that much of a hop, skip and a jump to take the translation. I'm sorry, the definition of the term at hand to mean readily accessible. For those in need, like it's here now. So I've taken uh, a translation of Matthew 4.17 where um, I I think it says, change your thoughts about heaven. It's here now. Matthew 4.17, brand new translation. So like just just a verse like that, waking up to, to the reality that like the present moment is all there is. And any thoughts that I have that I'll be better later or it's going to be better later or that there's lack or that there's deficiency in this moment, that's the same exact enticement the serpent uses in the Bible to get Adam and Eve to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the first place. He says, are you sure that God says not to eat from these trees? Right? He's twisting what God said, and Eve goes, no, 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 we can eat from every single tree except for that one. And the snake goes, well, yeah, um, if you eat from that one, what will happen? She says, well, we'll die. He says, you won't die. If you eat from that tree, you'll be like God. The serpent tempts her. He convinces her that she's not like God, even though a couple verses before it says that Adam and Eve are created in God's image. They're mm. already exactly like God, right? The serpent tells them that they have to do something else and then they'll be like God in the future. 
And that same temptation is the temptation that befalls us all when we think that if I only lose 10 pounds, then I'll be okay. Or if I make 10,000 more dollars, then I'll be okay. Or when the kids leave, or when I have kids, or when I go to college, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same trick since the creation of humanity. So if I can be fully present in this moment and not think that I'll be better later and know that here now in my Christ consciousness, I am. And in the present moment, things aren't good or bad. They just are. So if me being here now, I'm not good or bad. I just am. There is no judgment of me. That is heaven on earth anchored through me. And when I don't judge myself, guess who else I don't judge? I don't judge you. And that yeah. allows you to not judge yourself. And then that allows you to not judge other people. And then heaven on earth is anchored on us. That's the prayer that Jesus told us to pray on earth. You know, our father who is in heaven, you know, um, that it's like the present moment here now. In all actuality, you know, your will be done on earth through us. As I wake up to the reality of my I am presence and I realize that heaven on earth is here right now through me, then I'm rooting it down. And when I wake that up in you and you wake that up in someone else, we're literally pulling down the fabric and creating the structure and framework of new heaven on a new earth. And we're seeing that. This coronavirus pandemic, this COVID-19 situation is a global wake-up call that has everyone's attention, and it's giving us a reset. I'm laid off from my job. I'm home with my family. We're doing things that we haven't done in years. We're baking cookies and doing puzzles and creating and spending time together. It's fantastic. And, and government agencies are clearing red tape. It's easier than ever for people that affected can get um, unemployment benefits and they're giving you waivers on your mortgage and your bills. People are just bending over backwards to help each other because it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter where you live. The fear of what this pandemic is doing in people is such a shared thing that it's, it's the great leveler. It's leveling the playing field and it's causing us to, to see how valuable love and care for one another really is. Yeah, uh, as I, I agree with you about uh, how the virus is definitely bringing a transition of some sort. And what's amazing is I've never heard that just worded that particular way interpretation of the Garden of Eden story. I've read Yogananda's interpretation, Sri Yukteswar, Ramdas's take on it. There's a lot of different takes, but that is the best one I've ever heard. Ah. I've never, never heard the apple being a way that it's not where you already are. And it's the, I don't think there is that interpretation out there. Maybe yeah. that's a brand new original. I mean, it was in the oneness, so it's not a brand new original, but you know what I mean, you know? Yeah. That's actually a concept I'm fleshing out for a book I'm writing. Uh, it, it's patent pending. The title is uh, I'm still toying with it. But um, basically, it, it, it extrapolates on that idea that, you know, the gospel, the true gospel that Jesus woke up to in himself and taught his disciples to go and preach is that 
Um, you guys, because back then they thought heaven was coming later. This isn't new, you know. That's an idea that's been around for a while, and it's a clever idea that this, that's designed to keep people trapped. Because if you think heaven's coming later and that there's something, if you think that there's anything that you can do to improve your chances of going to heaven, well, then you can be controlled because, you know, money will be an enticement or, or fear of being punished and, and rules can be imposed. So if, if you're thinking that way, then you're, you're easily controlled. Um, Jesus basically yeah. said, change your thoughts. Heaven's here now. Um, the I am presence, your highest self is within you. Like you said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And when you wake up to the fact that you're not good or bad, you just are. And right here, right now, it doesn't matter what you did. And it doesn't matter what you might do because all that there is is right now. And right now you exist. And the fact that you exist is proof enough that you are. And that's all he's saying. That's the God consciousness. That's there's nothing else that needs to be done. It's all finished. There's no problems. There's nothing you can fix. There's nothing you can manage. There's nothing that needs to be controlled. It's all done. And you can just be. You don't have to do anything. Um that message wow. is that message right there gives such freedom and power to people because it doesn't it takes away the power that money has and that laws have and that the law, you know, government has. It, it puts all the power in your heart and on love. And that's the message that got the Pharisees so angry at Jesus because he was getting in their pockets and he was confounding them because they didn't even understand their own scriptures that they were preaching. He would give a take on a scripture that they knew and that they all would preach and they he would blow them away at the truth that he was able to find in that scripture. And, and sadly, that in his day is what got him killed. That's what got him killed. Um, and that's ridiculous. He got yeah. killed for love. He got yeah. killed for love and for trying to set people free. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, um, now we don't, we don't have to fear that today because what has happened is that the earth – he was an early way shower. You know, the Jesus story, the, the, the um, birth – you know, Christmas and the death on Easter and resurrection and the, the whole thing that, you know, dead for three days. And that that is a an archetype that shows up throughout history. And that's just a fact throughout time. That has been the way. So I believe that through that archetype, the truth that remains um, oh, damn it. I lost my train of thought. Where, where was I going? I got all afraid that all my church people are going to be mad at me for what I just said, and I lost my train of thought. Uh, archetype. <laughs> archetype. Right before that, though. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. So I believe that Jesus woke up to, to just the eternal truth within himself. And, you know, he taught people that. And, and you don't need anyone else for that. Like, you don't need a priest – you don't need a, you know, a president. You don't need a, you know, a police officer to keep you safe because, like, you're you're gonna do the most loving thing for yourself and kind thing for yourself and kind thing for others. And you don't need anyone to tell you to do that because when you know who you really are and that you can't ever, you can't be more. Like the money's not gonna make you better. The job isn't gonna make you better. There is no better. Like you exist and and. All that exists is light, 
there is only one substance. The only substance is love. And the fact that you exist means that you are 100% love. I remember what I was saying, but Jesus was a way shower. And, and back then there weren't many people that he was the one he, he, he died and rose again to show people what happened. Like that, that what power was there and now on the planet, the scales have tipped like the amount of light workers and people that realize who they are and why they're on the planet has, has tipped the scales and it's done. Like the planet has ascended to the fifth dimension. Like the heaven on earth, the fact that I'm able to say this on a, a platform like Skype and have it travel all over the place that heaven on earth is here now, people have the opportunity to hear that message. Like that's a frequency. That's like a radio station. And that frequency is here now. The earth has gotten to a place where she's able to anchor those codes down through individuals like you and I that that get it. And when we share with people and when they get it, it just strengthens the message. And we've come to a place where like Jesus was killed for what he found in himself and what he helped others find in themselves. And it doesn't have to be that way today. Like no one has to be killed for that because there's so many of us here that it just makes so much sense that when people hear it, it truly is good news. And they're like, oh, wait, I don't have to do anything. I'm, I'm okay right now. My past doesn't matter. I don't have to feel guilty. I don't have to be afraid that punishment's coming. Wait, I'm not going to be better later when I'm not as fat. Wait, hold on. Like, that's freedom. That's true freedom. <laughs> that's good news. That's actual good news. Good news is not, there's some dude coming that's not in you right now, but if you say a couple words like a, like a magic spell, he'll jump in your heart, and then he'll clean you up, and then when you die you'll be able to get into this exclusive club that not everyone's going to get into because not everyone said the prayer. Like that's not good news. That's terrifying. And that's controlling. And that is a gospel of later, not a gospel of now. Mm. I have to agree. Yeah. That is the most dangerous thing about that path. It's almost like circling the bottom of the mountain, you know, like there's many paths up the mountain and those people are just circling the bottom of the mountain. Oh, later, you know, later when I die, you know. But I wanted to go over, um, you know, my guru, he talked about, my everybody's the guru, but my specific guru in the plane of illusion. Yeah, uh, he uh, used to say uh, uh, about Christ that he never suffered on the cross. Now, a big thing, not that he didn't go on the cross, see, that's the wording, that he never suffered on the cross. See, the whole thing is... Uh, a lot of people say, Jesus suffered for you. You know, he went on the cross. But according to my guru, you know, he didn't suffer on the cross. In other words, he was so in that light, in that love, that even though people were killing him and nailing him to a cross, he was so practiced in the moment and the heaven within, the kingdom of God that is within, that he was not identified at all with his body. He didn't have an ego. So it didn't matter if he got whipped. And he was nailed to a cross. He loved everyone. And there's that part where he says, you know, forgive them for they do not know. I mean, that's that's his way. That's I think that part of the Bible communicated that he was not up there. Ow, ow, ow. You know, he was just loving everybody. He wasn't identified with the body. And my guru would also be asked, like, how do you meditate? And he'd say, meditate like cross, cr like uh, 
uh, Christ. And then um, they'd be like, well, how does Christ meditate? He got lost in love. You know, he was just like totally like nothing could impact. Nothing could take him away from the here and now. Nothing. It would never he wouldn't be like someone. Oh, I'm being here now for two weeks. I've been meditating a lot. And then I stub my toe and you're not I'm not here now. No, it would never affect him like that. He was uh, what is called in the be here now tradition, a realized being. Meaning we are all one and we all have that within us, but not all of us are on that wavelength, so to speak, like you were talking about earlier, that same vibrational frequency. So, uh, yeah, and it was funny because I was remembering how you were back in the day when you were more like the opposite of this uh, in the Christian sense. You were more like you would talk to me about heaven and hell and we get. Oh, I thought you were going to hell, dude. I was trying to save you. Yeah, you were trying to save me. I noticed that. Yeah. I love you, and I thought you were going to hell. I wanted to save you. That's what I had been trained in church. Yeah, but it was kind of off-putting. It kind of made a little awkwardness in our, our hanging out and uh, having conversations. For sure. Yeah, that's that's awkward, right? It's very awkward. I wanted to slap you in the face. Don't tell me what to do, motherfucker. To run up on people and say, there's something wrong with you, and I have the answer, and you don't. And I, how, what do I have to do to get you into Jesus today, brother? Like, that shit is, that's, it, it enrages you, and it, it, it ruins friendships. It does. When the reality is, like, I don't care that you got a needle hanging out of your, not you, but, you know, like, I don't care that you're, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Another homeless, friends, and, and you have this going on, and you lost your job, and you, you, like, I don't care. I love you, and, like, you're okay even though you don't feel okay. So what you were saying is did Jesus suffer on the cross. Like I, I, I think suffer, I've come to see suffering as a choice because I've learned that I can feel pain and not judge it. I can feel pain and just be aware there's pain present. Suffering comes from judging the pain and feeling like it shouldn't be there. I yeah. should be further along in my journey. How I can't believe I'm sad or, you know, like I'm such a spiritual guru. I can't be angry at this person that cut me off in traffic. No, like anger's <laughs> present. I'm not good or bad because anger's present. Anger's present. That's what it is. It's not good or bad. And I'm not good or bad because anger is present. So if I'm, if someone punches me, you know, the pain, I can feel the pain of the punch and not turn it into – now, watch. A bunch of people are going to run up on me and be like, try me, motherfucker. Let's see you try this. I, know, right? like, <laughs> like, I heard Brandon on that like, podcast. I'm going to beat the shit out of Brandon. Like, okay, so I, you can – basically what I'm saying is I can choose to take things personally and bring the story of me into it and, you know, you said this about it and my feelings are hurt. Or I can just feel my feelings. Like my yeah. feelings don't I gotta, have the power I gotta to wrap it up now uh, soon, Brandon. Uh, yeah. It's hard to cut you off. No, 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 please, because I'll go for days. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have a time limit on these podcasts. So anyway, before we go, I thought we could say one little quick prayer of some sort or a mantra or a meditation for a minute. Uh, so take us away, Brandon. All right, Mother Earth. We thank you so much for being our home. Thank you so much that the present moment is all that there is. That we 
are here now. That we are not good or bad. We simply are. And the fact that we are frees us from judgment and anchors heaven on earth through us now. Thank now. you so much for having me on your show, Eric. I love you. you and I love, I love all of you, you listeners well. out you there. You are welcome. And I want to thank everybody for joining us. This is Bobby here, love. And I had brand new as a guest. And uh, until next time, under the blanket. And no, we are not fooling around. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot to add that in these politically correct days. Yes, it's okay if you're gay, bisexual, all that. You know, there's no good and bad anyway. So, anyway. So, like we said. so. Right. It's a bro job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just friends under the blanket. Nothing serious. (laughs) This is too much. I never... I never looked at it that way before. Said that. <laughs> so till this episode, I I was innocent about being under the blanket. Brand new has corrupted you. Brand new has corrupted the blanket and the blanket <laughs> analogy. There's forever. smallpox in that blanket. <laughs> All right, bye everybody. Peace.